In September 2020, Donald Trump's supporters hoped to turn unverified and dubiously sourced material on Hunter Biden's laptop into an October surprise that would sink Joe Biden's presidential campaign. The operation appeared eerily similar to the October surprise four years earlier when newly discovered emails on the laptop of Anthony Weiner, then husband of Clinton aide Huma Abedin, led the FBI to reopen its investigation into Clinton's use of a private email server. For a variety of reasons, the 2020 iteration did not have the same effect, nor did it ultimately succeed. Now, two years later, the hard drive associated with Hunter Biden's laptop has been duplicated and passed to a variety of sources, including federal law enforcement, right-wing influencers, and pro-Kremlin media figures. There is no longer a single hard drive, and increasingly, those who wish to advance an agenda through baseless claims and conspiracy theories can point to their version of the hard drive as an ultimate source of proof. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. And this is the Did Nothing Wrong Podcast. So, Jay, what are the similarities between the narratives that came out of the Steele dossier and the stories that we're seeing related to Hunter Biden's laptop? I think what's similar is they've both kind of already become whatever you want them to become, right? They've become extremely partisan in terms of, you know, the, the narrative around them is extremely different on one side of the aisle compared to the other and with with republicans the dossier is is fake and it's all part of the russia hoax and the fake collusion narrative on the left it proves everything that trump does is literally taking orders from putin or you know someone from russia working for putin on a daily basis and he's controlling his every action and you know let's let's state our (laughs) our personal opinions here. We, we certainly think Trump has a, a extremely weird relationship with the Kremlin, whatever it is. It's yes. definitely not the relationship most people have with the Kremlin. I hate saying that, but it's still not fully grasped or, nope. or researched or understood. And part of the reason for that is because stuff like the Steele dossier gets in the way. Yeah, because things in the Steele dossier that were verified they were real Mm -hmm. they happened there were a few things that were debunked but really most of it is just kind of out there in the ether right and it's it's not verified or debunked and it's kind of largely unprovable Mm -hmm. like you look at the big stories around it was michael cohen meeting with russian intelligence officers in prague in 2016 right and we saw some stories that started to corroborate it that maybe okay you know we've got some verification here and it looked like that could be going forward but then cohen always denied it always said it wasn't real and even after he flipped you know and started giving evidence against trump that one just never came up whenever it did he didn't change his story right he still says it's it never happened and and the guy's a liar right i mean we know <laughs> i that doesn't mean it, it didn't happen because he he lies and okay maybe he started you know dishing on trump to some extent uh, i still don't feel like i feel like he still uh left out some things in terms of what he knew about Russia. I think he, everything that could hurt Trump domestically, he's, he's been 
I think, fairly forthright and kind of let loose. But there's still some things that he's said about Russia that I think we both. Yeah, there's there's people he's not going to talk about and there's things he's not going to talk about at this point. Here, you know, in the U.S., uh, he, he did face some jail time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you when you uh, say the wrong thing about the Russian mobsters that he has uh, affiliated with, if he knows what's good for him, he's he's not going to dish all. Uh, we saw it too with um, Lev Parnas, right? right. Who went after he got indicted with uh, Igor Fruman for their fraud guarantee yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> work, where they they uh, guaranteed some fraud for sure with Rudy Giuliani over there. But dude got himself a hashtag and a second career as like a anti-Trump <laughs> activist, and it's just <laughs> yeah. Is he is he still going? He is. is he in jail? Yes, absolutely. Or, he is. Uh, okay, I know his son is. Oh yeah, chip off the old block on that one seriously dnc official down in florida just fighting the good fight mm-hmm. you know son of a russian mobster but yeah now he's at desantis you know that's his new thing no, is ripping it's... on desantis big time yeah yeah well we'll we'll see how that plays out but yeah in any case <laughs> steel dossier it's it's just i think too many people on the left took it at face value and for the right it was just let's make the entire argument about this right let's make the entire argument about the dossier Let's focus on what's either been debunked or isn't verifiable. I mean, some of the stuff talking about discussions that happened in the Kremlin and various people falling in and out of favor and Russian hookers in a hotel room in Moscow, you know, which again, good luck, good luck proving that one. Uh, yeah. Maybe there are tapes of Trump out there, but the FSB has them right. and uh, good luck, good luck getting them. You're not going to see them. Yes. <laughs> it's just not right. You're not you're not going to see him. And and even even if you saw a tape, right, can you even be sure that it's authentic? Yeah. And, you know, and they're going to deny it. And at this point, honestly, I mean, uh, what could there be a tape of Trump doing that his hardcore supporters would denounce him for or would leave his side for? There just isn't anything. There could be a tape of him having lunch with Hillary Clinton and he would find some way to explain it. They just <laughs> and like then like she hands him a hard drive. Right. right? And and. And then, like you see, you see her mouth, you know, burn it or or acid wash it, and and he mm-hmm, do it. Mm-hmm, yes, you know, he nods along with it. It wouldn't matter. They they are in it to win it with that guy, and they aren't. They are changing. I mean, if if he did that, you know, the QAnon people would tell you something about the the forty chess. He was framing her, and he was working for the. Well, at one point, they like to say he was working for the FBI. Mm-hmm. That was God. That's been five years though, because oh, he was just he was he was undercover for the FBI and after the deep state and something, and then somewhere along the way, we just decided we hate the FBI right. and want to defund them. So, yeah, so there's just all that uncertainty over the Steele dossier. And when we look at Hunter's laptop, right, when they when they first rolled it out in 2020, right before Election Day, it was, you know, September, October of 2020. And the right certainly thought they could turn it into 2016 with Hillary's emails and the FBI investigation that they, I mean, there's good reason to believe that's, that's what cost her the election. And I'm not, I understand why it happened. I understand why Comey did it. You can, we're not going to sit here and and debate whether it was the right or wrong thing because we are where we are. Right. That is ancient history at this point in the political process, I think. 
just not yeah. a lot of point in yeah. going back over what James Comey did six years ago. Yeah, but if you know, if you look at where we are now with the laptop, you've got plenty of people on the left. I think just assume there's absolutely nothing to it. It's all fake. It's it's Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. It's just don't even look at it, pay attention to it. And well, you know, it's all fake and it's not even Joe. It's it's Hunter. So why you know, right. this is just some crazy fever dream by Rudy Giuliani, who's clearly a crazy person. So it's just dismissed. But then, of course, you know, we we look at what the left is saying and the right is saying, and, and the right is using the laptop to... You know, they're at the point where Joe Biden is is controlled by China and he is he's owned by Xi Jinping and they're now controlling him the way that some people on the left thought Russia was controlling Trump. And the laptop proves it. And the laptop proves it. This thing that we found on the laptop, this, oh, the big guy is is definitely Joe Biden. And that's on the laptop and it, it's verified. And whoever, you know, that initially came from, whether it was InfoWars or OAN or GNET or whatever, whatever, whatever person or group or thing put that out there. The way the right wing ecosystem works, I mean, it could have started on 4chan and then cat turd. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody picked it up on Twitter and then and then it's just in their world, right? right? Like no maybe no one even It's an article of faith at that point for them that this is actually what happened. Right. Like why go fact check it? Because Cat Turd told me it was a thing. Some person named Cat Turd who posts on Twitter as yeah. Cat Turd. <laughs> I mean he wouldn't he wouldn't lie to me. Absolutely he knows not. He's Cat Turd. He knows. He's scattered. He knows that Trump is Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, the the real intelligence officer that's working against the deep state has to leak it on 4chan because (laughs) reasons. Yeah, well, you know, otherwise they just cancel him. Right. Fate worse than death there. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's become, you know, if you read some of the stuff and see where they've gotten, of course, they make this this My Son Hunter movie because (laughs) they which I, I haven't seen it, but I've read a couple people who have seen it and and it just sounds horrible they they stop it throughout and have these little thought bubbles it's like they're <laughs> they're fact checking themselves or it's like wow. a it's like a kind of racy documentary but with a plot <laughs> it's just it's it's silly but it's it's also of course they're doing it i mean of course they're selling merch go wing way or steve bannon or robert mercer gave them a bunch of money to go make a movie like that and here we are like you said it's an article of faith and everyone seems to think they know what the truth is here and the truth is is fairly so simple Um, and we did feel like Hey, we've got to separate fact from fiction and what we know versus, okay, here's here's where we are now. Here's what we can say. Here's what we definitely can prove. There are CNN and has reported on actual, you know, federal investigations and they have actual sources. Right. You may not care. You may not. And you may you may want to stick on. Joe Biden is not implicated. And and to be clear, Joe Biden has not been implicated in anything. But let's also, if you want to debunk the craziness that the right is going to cook up next on the laptop, then let's at least lay out the facts as we know them so that you can be better informed. And and it's just easier to say, yeah, that part was true, but this part is crazy and it's nonsense. Right. So you talked about the facts as we know them and how we know that there's a lot of stuff 
about this situation that's pretty ambiguous to be to be nice about it do we know that any other foreign country had anything to do with this at this point i mean is there is there russian or chinese involvement in any of the release of this material that we actually know and can speak to with any any degree of certainty there isn't i don't think we can say that will never be proven right. that it that it's an impossibility and it certainly looked at the time like hey there's a there's a lot of warning signs here it's an election russia's meddling never ended china's there's talk about them picking a side certainly uh like ratcliffe who was you know trump's dni at the time was saying oh china's gearing up to try and influence the election and and his statements were kind of dubious because he was very partisan Mm -hmm. so there were there were reasons to think okay maybe this is the thing rudy giuliani has been out there desperately digging for dirt i mean if there's ever been a thirsty old man right you know like that that was the guy and that's been his role the entire trump administration was flying all over the world and trying to dig up narrative anything yeah i mean we saw it with with ukraine when he went over there and came up with a story about hunter and burisma and And there were some other things that he tried he went out to kazakhstan at one point i mean he was he was doing speeches he may have done I feel like he went to Armenia at one he point. He was certainly, he put out a wide net, right? So anyone who's looking back at this and saying, oh, you know, Russian disinformation, the 50 people who signed the letter and said, oh, this this looks like Russian disinformation. They just made it up and, and it's all like, how could they do this? And they just lied. And all. <laughs> I, I think it was a very hectic and chaotic time. And you couldn't say definitively that it was Russian disinformation at the time, but I don't blame people for hesitating. I don't blame journalists for not reporting on unverifiable information even if they could get to a you know the hard drive or a copy of the hard drive how could they verify anything in in time you know to get it out before the election if they're wrong not only are they influencing an election but they're influencing an election with lies with possibly potentially hack there goes your career right exactly who who would want to touch that right so I don't blame people for not going after it. The whole thing is so much of it is hard to definitively prove, right? Because even the computer repairman who supposedly took Hunter's laptops, you know, Hunter came to his shop, he signed his name, he handed this guy his stuff, and and then Hunter never came back. The guy legally took possession of it, right? right. The repairman named John Paul, uh, John Paul Mac- right. Yeah, But he's he is legally blind. Now, a lot of people saw that and said, okay, the legally blind guy, of course, he, he how could he even look at the laptops? Now, he is legally blind, but recent New York Magazine post on this made it clear that he has been working on computers a long time because, and he has, you know, special lenses that let yeah. him actually see the work. So, Okay, that that totally makes sense. Legally blind doesn't mean actually blind. It it means that you it, don't have vision past a certain point. There are ways to work around exactly. that. I've known plenty of people who qualified as legally blind that could drive cars with the proper correction. That happens. Exactly. So so he can he is completely capable of doing his job. But the other issue here is he can do his job. He can see his work. But can he see a person that's five feet away from mm-hmm. him? Not clearly. So can he definitively say that was Hunter Biden? 
No, even he can't say that was definitely him. He can say the guy told me his name and he signed his name. But did he see Hunter Biden? No, he didn't. And we don't have any cameras. We don't have any other evidence. He was apparently the only one who worked there or at least was the only one there that day. So, yeah, it's what can we say for certain? Did it pass through anybody else's hands? Did somebody show up at the shop pretending to be Hunter Biden? I don't know. And I'm not saying that that happened or that that's likely. I'm just saying we can't disprove a whole lot here. And that is troubling. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. And with that level of uncertainty, it makes sense, like you said, that no reputable news outlet would want to touch this. They just can't. They can't chain of custody any of this stuff they've got an unreliable narrator that's kind of telling you the story the story itself is coming from some of the sketchiest sources out there right now yeah no pass not gonna have my name on that not gonna potentially risk my job and my career by being the person who wrote that up and potentially swung the election to trump so yeah it makes makes perfect sense why you wouldn't want to go near it and you know as you sort of talk about in the piece it does seem kind of like Isn't the uncertainty sort of the point of it all? Yeah, and I think that's why it was attractive to the right at the time because how much did they care about fact-checking and how much... You know, they, they, they also kind of like the fact that no one would report on it. Yeah, they got some mileage out of that. Because, of course, they don't trust the mainstream media. Oh, the media won't cover this, and the media are being censored and all these things. And I think they they thought that would help them, and I think it could have and maybe it did to an extent if they hadn't rolled it out so terribly you know they had there were competing groups who were trying to push different aspects of this that you know there's a lot of people on the right were focused on the laptop but then tony yeah bobolinsky bobolinsky yeah babs bobolinsky right well yeah tony tony bobolinsky gets mentioned by trump at the debate and And Biden kind of dismisses all of that because nobody really knew what he was talking about. I mean, I did, but it it was like me and, you know, like a hundred other people that are actually reading all of this nonsense every day. But it's not enough to swing an election. (laughs) No. And and you had, okay, we've got 30,000 emails and you've got, so you've got this group with Bobolinsky over here, you know, with Don Jr. and Arthur Schwartz. And then you've got OAN running segments and... And then you've got Steve Bannon and going way running stuff over on that yeah. side of things. It, this is the kind of thing that like they probably wish they had like a Roger Stone to help them quarterback because the way it went. God, they needed somebody. They needed somebody to be like, OK, guys, this this is a fucking mess. And and we're going to do this this way. We're going to focus on these 10 emails. Right. Or this theme, just China and just China, just this one company in China. Like if they just focused on CEFC China, which, you know, we talked about in the piece, which is partnered with with Chinese military intelligence. Right. right? In any case, they they could have picked something, a theme And instead it was, you know, okay, it's Hunter in Ukraine and Hunter in Russia and Hunter in China. And here's this other business associate. And oh yeah, the the uncle is involved. And And here's some pictures of Hunter with hookers. And here's some pictures of Hunter smoking crack. All this other stuff, it's it's impossible to keep up with it. He he yeah, he admitted to that. Like, are you just shaming him? Everyone in the country knows the dude's got a drug problem. I mean, it's not like he's ever hidden it. Right. If you were hardcore MAGA and addicted to Twitter and all that, like you saw this stuff and maybe you kind of made sense of it but 
you were voting for him anyway. Right. But anybody in the middle looked at this stuff and said, I don't even know what they're trying to say here. And there's nothing about this connecting back to Joe. So I just, I just don't care. It just didn't work for them. They tried and it didn't work. But now we're here two years later. And I think it's wrong to have called this Russian disinformation, though, like we said, there was reason to believe it was at the time. But it's almost like we're in a second op here. Like it's it's evolved into this new thing. And the way the way Russian disinformation work, you you flood the zone with a bunch of details, information, stories, all of this. And a lot of it is true. A lot of it is real. Mm -hmm. But interspersed among the real things that actually happened are little details that are off, maybe a big story that's just fake, not real. But then there's some more real stuff. Then there's, you know, you keep selling people on the real things and then you just sort of add in the fake stuff, the stuff that's slightly off. But the way that it works, right, if you're looking at Russia's goals, what does Russia want? Well, they want maximum chaos in the West, in the U.S. They want infighting. They want, they know that Twitter and social media runs on outrage. Right. And, and they figured out how to make that happen pretty much whenever they choose to. So... Right. So let's let's just go with it. Right. Let's keep putting out the real information. But let's also, you know, dump in this fake stuff that, aha, the left can pick out and say it's fake. And they're right. Of course, they're right. There, There's going to be stuff in there. Even, even uh, Mac Isaac, the computer repairman, has said he's seen stuff that's not real, that people are, mm -hmm. you know, using it to call using the laptop now to call Hunter a pedophile, because of course they do. These people call everyone they don't like a pedophile but you know even he has plenty of gripes and you could say justified reasons to be angry about how he how he's been treated but who's listening to but, him it's off and running right yeah he, he could come out and he could do a tell-all interview where he says you know they've they've lied about this they've lied about that break it all down but it's not really going to matter because the story's out there and the people who believe are going to keep believing the real things and the fake things and the people who don't believe or not going to believe any of it, but they're going to focus on the things that have definitely been proven as fake, right. right? It's like we said, it's just like the Steele dossier. You've each got your own narrative, your own set of beliefs that you are certain is real and you just let's fight about it. Yeah. And I mean, I think we saw a lot of the same thing. Like there were, you know, left-leaning sources that had ideas of what was in the Steele dossier that really weren't. There was this idea of all of these things being outlined and explained and it's like no no none of that was well it even went beyond that too right it's even if you look at the dossier and think of all the things that are outlandish and impossible in it 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 went further than that on on twitter and you know certain groups on the left who extrapolated more from it and i mean i you know i personally looked into some of this stuff and wondered about some of this stuff and the dossier didn't cover everything no. but a lot of people took that to crazy, unreal, impossible places. But also, you had the Mueller report. You had the Senate Intelligence, you know, the five... Volume Senate Intelligence Committee report. Which was very thorough and was actually much more damning of Trump. And it went far beyond the Steele dossier and it didn't rely on the Steele dossier. It wasn't about that. It was about, hey, there are some real concerning things uh, that we've observed here between Trump and Russia. And so they absolutely started on the what we knew, right, which was that Russia interfered mm -hmm. and then investigating Russia's interference led to 
looking at the Trump campaign and and who they were talking to and what they were doing and what they were involved with. And what you got with that five volume report was far beyond the Steele dossier ever tried to. And and of course it got further because you had it was years later and we knew a lot more. We knew a lot more, a lot more. Certain people were willing to go on the record and talk. Certain people were willing to potentially not go to jail and talk. There was a lot of things that got exposed in the immediate aftermath of the election that people just couldn't really see at the time too close to it. And you and you probably had you probably had hundreds of people on that when it was all told who were who were supplying right. information and testimony and and research and all of this, whereas, you know, the Steele dossier was a few people. Whatever you think their motivations were, it was a few people trying to get this out quickly, trying to make sense of something. And they say it was never meant to be released. So, of course, it's not going to be what a group of professionals with a lot of resources and a lot more reporting. Subpoena power. Subpoena power, yeah. They have access to... Yeah, I mean, they can get the information if it's out there. And they did. Then they did. And they did. But instead of talking about that, we talked about the Steele dossier. And what do people remember about the Russia investigation? I think if you, if you were to poll people and say... What do you remember? I think the top of most people's list is going to be the Steele dossier. And it's not even close to the most thorough account of what occurred. But the right was incentivized to talk about it. It, You know, it became their straw man. It became their, uh, oh, the left is just crazy. Look at all these crazy things they believed. And then by doing that, the left felt like they were inclined or even it was necessary to defend the steel dossier whether it got <laughs> yeah to, whether things were disproven or debunked or whatever that the left felt like well if we're not defending this then we're letting trump get away with it yeah so it became this thing that we could fight about and we did oh did we oh did we <laughs> so there's a lot of copies of this hard drive out there floating around right now and it seems like Everybody has a different copy of the hard drive that seems to have different information on it. Is any of this stuff verifiable at this point? I don't think you can just look at anything and say, well, that looks real. And so we should just take it at face value. You know, certain information has been verified on the original hard drive. And it's, uh, you know, CNN has reported on that. It has been part of the active investigation into Hunter. But you've got a hard drive that started with Rudy and you've, you've got it with Bannon. And then one of Bannon's guys, Jack Maxey, took it to Europe because he said that, you know, people were after him and he had to get away from the heat. So he went to Switzerland and then it ends up with this guy named Kim.com and he gives a copy to WikiLeaks. And okay, so there's five at least that we know of. Honestly, it's probably 10 times that at least Um, and and maybe more. And, you know, Maxi claimed to have all this additional information that he that he found and so he said, you know, Hunter had deleted it, and but he was able to recover. Forensic the... recovery or whatever it was he said. Right. But then people have already, like Chem.com has already said, oh, it's that's fake. He's a fabulist. And so they're fighting about it. And I mean, WikiLeaks has a copy and kind of remarkable that WikiLeaks 
still exist. I mean, it's <laughs> obviously just this very thinly veiled cutout for the for for mm-hmm. Russia at this point. And Assange is you know in jail, and good luck ever getting him out. Right. So, but they're but they've they've got a brand right, and so they're still going. And I'm assuming they'll come out with some stories on some things that they found because I think right I think if you if you look at how this works even if you start with the original information right you've got you know supposedly at least tens of thousands of emails and work documents and all these things so you can take one of those emails and find you know hunter talking about an llc or a you've got him communicating with someone you hadn't seen before and and if you want to dig into every single detail on there if you think there's nefarious plots or you know dirty money moving this way and that then okay forensic or, or open source research what you know he talked about at one point and see where it goes but even even honest people, even people who are, you know, have the best intentions and are very much trying to get at the truth, which good luck finding that in this crowd. But even that kind of <laughs> even that kind of person, when you're dealing with open source information, that's as someone who has gone over this stuff quite a bit myself, you have to you have to verify a lot, right? Because if you if one of you're looking at a company and the director is John Smith. Well, guess what? There's there are a lot of John Smiths out there. Hopefully, you know, it's not that, but if you if you start with John Smith and you got to narrow it down to is this is this John Smith, the John Smith that owns this company that's linked to Colombian drug smuggling, right? Well, you got to find out the date of birth. You got to find you know, addresses that match for this guy. You've got to see if you can find a phone number or an email or, or company website. Some other piece of corroboration besides what you have. Yeah. You got to find multiple data points that back up your theory. Yeah, you're going to say it's this guy. You need to be able to prove it's this guy or else this guy is going to probably end up suing you if you, you publish this too much because you just called this guy 16 kinds of felon in your piece. And yeah, it's just not something anybody right. who like you said, goes into this with honest intentions really wants. If you're dishonest, then the John Smith that Hunter mentioned in his email is, of course, it's that guy. I don't, I don't even, you know, oh, there's a John Smith that smuggles drugs. So of course, and, and Hunter Biden, we all know he's corrupt and look at all these deals that he's done. Of course, he's dealing with this mm-hmm. John Smith. So you can, you know, you can already take real information and, have fake findings that back up your your narrative of Hunter is corrupt and he took this money from a Colombian drug lord and and we all know the big guy Joe Biden is taking his cut 10% for the big yeah, guy 10%. So already right there you you can you can go to places that that feed into what people already believe but then if you start adding all these extra hard drives that are out in the wild that you know people may or may not have or you know it may or may not have been given to them after you know eight copies were made before them and then you you so you dump in some fake information or they add in some fake information and then oh i found out that 
you know, not only is, is Hunter involved with John Smith, but, you know, Jim Brown over here is, uh, you know, he's also got these deals with a Chinese uh, oil mm-hmm. tycoon. And so it's it's just before you know it, we're talking about biolabs in Ukraine. Right, right. Of course, it's it's got to go back to those those main narrative talking points. Um, mm-hmm. It's just the potential is endless here. And it doesn't have to be real, you know, to actually get traction. But a story always has more potential to kind of go off and go viral and get all this attention if it has the appearance of of being real, of, okay, we know WikiLeaks does have a, have a copy of the hard drive. So even if they fake something, even if something that's not real goes out there, well, you're at least starting at one point of of data that is provable that there's a documented history of hey they got the hard drive six months ago so it's not completely out of left field it gives people who want to push that narrative a place to start so yeah i mean we just have to be on the lookout for it because i think we we both think it's coming and right you know we don't know where it's going to come from but it there are plenty of people out there who are going to believe what's said so you you look at this and you realize that there's like an infinite amount of stories that could come out of this, an infinite amount of you know narratives that people are writing that the laptop plays, the magic laptop, as it were, plays a central part in. What does a guy like Steve Bannon have to gain here? Well, Steve Bannon currently under <laughs> under an indictment for five charges. <laughs> Uh, certainly could use the money. Uh, he's got to pay those legal fees. They've built up China as the great threat and the great peril to, you know, the way, the Western way of things. To The Western world is going to be brought down by the evil Chinese communist. And that's a thing that Trump said and, and people like Bannon picked up on and claim to be, you know, spearheading that movement. But is any of it real? You know, is anything Bannon says or does real? It It's certainly a story to sell. It's certainly something that people on the right claim to care about. And and some of them do. But I, I don't think, you know, you've, you've got Steve Bannon over there with Guo, Wing Wee. And, you know, if you trust anything coming out of that guy. Um, you should give us your phone number so we can sell you, you know, brain pills. Yeah, exactly. When we you start know, selling he, brain pills, we'll sell them to you. He got he got fined $539 million by the SEC for... <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. You know, for a... It was, I think it was an initial coin offering, right? He was selling unregistered securities right. for a digital token called G G coins, which actually didn't exist. He had, he had talked about it. He had mentioned it. He had marketed it, but he hadn't even created it. If only he had actually built it. <laughs> if only he had actually, yeah. I mean, that's, he did everything, but the one thing that's going to keep you out of jail on this. <laughs> you, you can keep $539 million with this that's one simple trick. <laughs> that's 539 million man that's a lot of, you can buy a lot of laptops with that <laughs> so it really kind of comes down to the idea of what does a guy who claims to be a leninist you know what would he possibly want with this kind of chaos what would he possibly stand to gain by setting fire to as many things as he has as a result of this it, you kind of almost have to check the guy a little bit and be like okay so this is your story what motivates you to tell it right 
what do you stand to gain out of this? Right. Does Steve Bannon just want to watch the world burn? Uh, yeah, you might also want to ask him, you know, if you don't work for these authoritarian states that hate us, that that hate the West, that hate the United States, like Russia, China, why do you appear to be working towards the same ends, right? Right. And of course, he's not going to answer that. But yeah, I mean, there. I think I think there's some personal enjoyment that that somebody like Steve Bannon gets out of this. But it does raise the question of, gosh, this this looks awful familiar. We we mm-hmm. talk so much about what you know Russia trying to sow chaos and dissent and end fighting and all these things, and you've got Steve Bannon over there who's just, I mean, foot on the gas and yeah, it, you know, let's let's talk about the laptop and all the ways that that Joe and Hunter are are working at the behest of the Chinese government and. Here, let's put this laptop story with the with the real stuff and the fake stuff and let's uh just just turn up the temperature and keep it going and more more chaos, more infighting and make sure you donate to Steve Bannon to keep his war room operating because mm-hmm. the left is trying to silence him and the corrupt FBI has filed charges against him and and if you you know if you don't want china to win then you know you gotta donate to me and i'm they definitely hate me over there because Mm -hmm. i say so and and i hang out with this guy that is you know a dissident because he says so and he only targets chinese actual real chinese dissidents who are in exile in the west Mm -hmm. because reasons he they're not dissidenting right yeah, they're they're not paying lip service to uh, the real dissident. It gets kind of hard to figure out why they might be doing that. It, it seems like there's one really obvious explanation, but no, you know, it's too easy. Couldn't possibly be that. We we couldn't possibly be trying to get these people to trust us and give us, you know, personal information and be involved in our movement before we suddenly and abruptly target them and come after them. It, it couldn't right. possibly, you know, be something that would benefit the Chinese government because that's nope. that's just crazy. And how dare you? We talk about how much we hate China here every day. Mm-hmm. We, Why don't you believe us? We look honest. And these very fringe and often disproven theories that we have about China that uh, just make us look crazy and make anyone who supports it look crazy. That couldn't possibly help China. China no. definitely doesn't want people in the West to look insane and have them putting out these fake criticisms and these fake narratives that China can easily disprove and use in their own domestic propaganda to denounce the West. Can't can't imagine them doing that, right? That's not nope. that's not that's not what they do at all. No. And, no. and Steve Bannon couldn't possibly have anything to gain out of watching society kind of crash and burn in a heap of narratives and arguing and bickering and partisan polarization. Okay, so the first thing that I thought when we kind of finished this was are we screwed? Are we just completely screwed here? Is it, How do we get back from the idea that we've got essentially half the population each in their own echo chamber with the idea that this one piece, whatever it is, is going to explain everything when it comes to the other side's evil and corruption? How do we fix this? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, you know, if you're looking for an easy answer... 
good luck. There isn't one. We have no laptop, no dossier to sell you. No, no. I, I think we're here to try to make sense of it. One story, one narrative at a time. And I think long term, I mean, one thing I would point to is is we need better education on this stuff and how it works. We need we need people in the classroom learning this stuff. And they've done it. They, you know, when you look at like the Baltic states and states that border with Russia, they they are way ahead of us in terms of understanding information warfare and educating their populace. So I think long term, there is no easy fix. There's no there's no way to make this stop. This is our new reality. This is the world we live in and it's it's right. not going to go away. Long term we can we can do things like improve education. Once you teach people about this, then they can go teach some more people about this and you just, you know, try, hopefully that snowballs. But is this politics now? Is this you know something we're just going to have to get used to? I I think so. I think it's too sexy and appealing. And it provides that instant dopamine hit and it gives people purpose. Uh, why do people fall into QAnon, right? They they found a purpose. They found, found a reason for being. And we've seen it ourselves. I mean, this stuff can drive a sane person mad. It, it really can. It's dangerous. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. This, this is serious stuff that will yeah. mess with your mind and almost all of us are not trained for it and nope. it is you do have to disengage you do have to find other things in life so you know to to focus on and be involved with you can't make this your whole purpose you can't make this your whole reason for being you will go crazy because you can't change it too because that's nope. part of what's so maddening is you think you figured it all out right these these narratives these stories are so enticing because you think you understand it all and and then you wake up the next morning and nothing is different right right you didn't solve the the great you know you're not um matt damon and goodwill hunting you didn't solve the equation right no. you just <laughs> you wake up the next morning and it's basically about where it was the day before it's still here all the same people are still here and and if for whatever reason they end up off the field. Somebody's going to replace them. So mm -hmm. you do your little bit. You help the small ways that you can. I think everyone can make a difference. I think we can make a difference, but we're not going to cure the disease, no. right? We're trying to, I, I guess... We can try to make our little corner of the world better. You don't have to take our word for it, but if you if you listen to us and read enough of what we're saying, you know, and it, and it makes sense, then hopefully you'll... Right keep tuning in but and that's why you listen i mean and if you if you're wondering why us what what do we i mean wh what guarantee do you have that we're the good guys well keep listening yep that's, yeah, we're that's gonna do our best to do. be the good guys that's what we set out to do and if that if if we get to a point where we can't do that anymore we're not gonna do it yeah it's it's about trust and trust is earned but we are doing our best to earn it Thanks for listening to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. If you want to hear more, you can go to didnothingwrongpod.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at James, the word four, and the letter M, all one word, and Grizza, B-J-J, G-R-Z-A, B-J-J, as well as BNW Pod. Thanks again for tuning in, and remember, everyone mentioned Did Nothing Wrong. <laughs>